there are thousands or potentially even millions of people out there who are waiting for you to share your message. The only question is, are you willing to share it with them? Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Before we jump into the podcast, here's a message I want you to hear. If you're a virtual marketing assistant, it's not just enough to understand the technology. It's not enough to be in the minutia of your client's business. The expectation now is that you can write supporting copy for your client's thought leadership. Every business right now is marketing around ideas, concept, and dreams, and you have to be able to help your clients articulate this in order to make any kind of money and deliver value as a marketing assistant. You have to understand basic copywriting to be successful. Do you need to learn how to write a novel? No. Do you need to set your services up as a copywriter? No. Do you need to be able to write a complete long-form sales page? No. But you need to know how to sell yourself as a writing assistant, be able to write blog posts, show notes, social media captions, client emails, pull quotes, email sequences. You need to be somebody who can support a business owner's dream with skilled copy. And that's why I convinced my friend, copywriter Michelle Hunter, to reopen her virtual writer course. There's only 20 spots. If you want in, join the waitlist at emilyreaganpr.com slash virtual writer. That link is in the show notes. Now let's move on to our episode. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan, a fellow freelancer. And today we want to talk about a digital marketing area that everybody needs to be knowing. I know when I first started working with Jennifer Allwood, I was opened up to this world of affiliate marketing. And what I was doing was helping her create SEO-rich blogs and infusing affiliate links to the products she was referring and using. She was a furniture painter and therefore would talk about different paint products, different tools, but also it opened up this whole new world to talk about decorating. People would say, where did you get that pillow? Where did you get that throw? Where is that canvas from? And then they started commenting on her outfit. So as her audience grew, this whole additional revenue stream kind of came out of nowhere. We call that affiliate marketing. Our guest today, Matt McWilliams, is one of the top affiliate managers. He's worked with all of the big names, and it's so fascinating to see how he did an affiliate launch within his own business to promote his book, which is called Turn Your Passions Into Profit. Now stay with me here. I'm going to circle this all back together. Because we are doing this for our clients. What I did for Jennifer, I teach my unicorns inside the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School inside Module 7 how to do affiliate marketing, where we grab these links, how we do it, what are the legal clauses, and also how to be an affiliate manager so we can promote our clients' businesses and get out to more people more eyeballs. And we do that through affiliates. And it's such a cool world. It opens up so many possibilities. You really can create this whole additional revenue stream for your business owner who might be struggling to sell their course or their services or does want passive income. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes work. Me, myself, I have an Amazon shop. I'm always referring books strategically. Like I have a blog I just published about top copywriting books. I've gathered these over the years. People were asking me for my recommendations. I put them in a blog post. 
I don't make a lot of money. My audience isn't huge, but you can see when you get to someone of Matt's size with Jennifer's size where the audience can really start to pay off. I can remember being with a client and posting one of those. It was called decor steals. And every day they would open up a new item of the day, kind of like Zulily, when certain things will be on sale and they go away. And with one of my clients, oh my gosh, she posted it to Facebook. We disclosed it in the right way. And it was a little bit different time because it was a couple years ago and this was a little bit more new and people would click on things. And she made some decent money by sharing something she already loved with her audience. That's what Matt has done here. He has created this whole possibility for entrepreneurs and even the sidekicks like you and me to create a, a revenue stream based on our recommendations. And we can do it as service providers. If you're using Dubsado, you can send your clients to sign up with your link. If you are using a certain course creator's templates, you can be an affiliate partner and do that. I do that with Canva. I have strategic Canva links everywhere. I've been using Canva since, oh my gosh, since the beginning of time. And I have an affiliate link for that. And I earn Canva credits, which is awesome because it pays for my Canva sometimes. I mean, my team bill is a little bit larger than the credits I'm getting, but every little bit helps. But you can't just refer and have it mismatched with your audience, right? And so that's what Matt is doing with his new book. It's helping people go from zero to 100 with their knowledge of online business, helping them gain clarity on the next steps that they need to be able to grow and monetize their online platform. Does that sound familiar? Because it is the core essence of the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistance School, only we're doing it on behalf of our clients. So I encourage you to... Think about this A for your clients and B for yourself. It feels like this online business knowledge is getting very, it's becoming more common. It's getting harder to stand out, but then there's ways to go deeper. There's ways to make these strategies fit for our different clients because every client's business, their offers are different. And so it's not enough to just, I don't know, read a book and then implement it. You've got to, as a marketing assistant, think about these different situations and how you can step in and, and apply the tools and strategies that I teach in my course, that Matt teaches in his book. But this is a great starting blueprint. If you've been thinking about running your own business online, if you haven't figured out what that thing is yet, this book will help you. It will also teach you how to find and attract your audience, all of that good stuff. So we had Matt over in my Facebook group to talk about the book, to talk about affiliate launching, to nerd out. He tells some really interesting stories. I think you're going to like this episode. It's a nice break from the copywriting series that we just completed, but yet it goes together right? I just keep thinking about what Tarzan said on episode 149. How do you know if you're building the right audience when you put an offer in front of them and they actually buy? So Matt is taking us back to square one, to the beginning, to do the groundwork, and that's what we'll be talking about today. All right, let's jump in to our interview. Hey, everyone. We have Matt McWilliams here. He's a huge affiliate manager who's worked with all the big names, and I'm just so pleased to have you here. You know my community is helping their clients with affiliate management. They're into affiliate marketing. They're learning the ropes, and we are so excited to learn from you. So thanks for coming. Cool. Thanks for having me, Emily. Tell us a little bit about your business and where you are now. Yes. So we just purchased another company. So now we have a fourth arm to the company. So things are expanding. 
our expertise ultimately lies in helping people to start, grow, and scale an online business. So one of the ways that we do that is through running affiliate programs. Typically, we work with you know high six-figure into seven-figure small businesses, whether they be softwares, health and fitness, pets. I mean, you, you name a niche, we've probably run an affiliate program in it. Parenting, uh, online marketing, personal growth, self-development, business, like every, everything you can think of, we probably run you know, at least broad niches. We've run an affiliate program. We also coach companies on how to run an affiliate program. So we coach a lot of affiliate managers and small teams on how to run affiliate programs. We teach that stuff as well, you know, through our courses and, and products. Then we have the other side, which is the affiliate marketing side and the list growth side, kind of the starting, you know, how do I start an online business side? So, you know, there we've got my book and, and we've got, you know, courses there that help people get started in not only just starting the business, but then monetizing that business. And then we actually, the company we just purchased is a WordPress theme company, which really fits in well with what we're doing. You know, a lot of people come to us and, you know, they're like, well, I, I get it. I, I've got this idea for a platform, you know, you know, as we're recording this live, like my book just became available today. Right. So there's going to be tons of people going, Hey Matt, I get it. Like I'm, I'm through step one, step two, step three. I've got my passion. I've got my message. I've got this idea. I know we're going to talk about standing out. I've got that down. I'm ready to start monetizing. Um, how do I actually set up the website? <laughs> you know, because the book doesn't cover that because I wanted it to be evergreen and that's yeah. going to change in five minutes, you know? And so we purchased uh, a company called Notable Press, which creates really premium WordPress themes. And, and so now we have that as well in our arsenal to help our audience with that. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Congratulations. That's huge Thanks. to start developing the tech side of things to be able to help people. Yeah. And just, you know, from a pure business standpoint, it puts us in a position to have recurring revenue, which is something we've really never, I mean, we have recurring revenue with clients, you know, they pay us every month or or we don't work with them, <laughs> you know, like we don't yeah. work for free. That's, that's our mantra. I think that's no, not really, but you know, it's a side of the business just from a pure business standpoint that does create that. But like I said, it's there, there was a hole, you know, there was like the, Hey Matt, you taught us how to to, you know, to get that clarity, I've, I've got 512 content ideas. I've got all this. I even know how to monetize it. Like, I just need a theme. And I just need to set up the domain. You know, how do I do that? Oh, you purchase a domain, you buy a theme, boom. And then we'll serve, you know, we'll help you do everything from there. So it was just a really, you know, the, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Robot. It's an animated movie. And, you know, the tagline is see a need, fill a need, right? And that's, uh, that's where that came in. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I'll have to go play with that. I'm in the I, I learn a lot from animated movies. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm in the middle of recording a tech setup for some of my freelancers and like going over the themes and like that really does get people stuck. So that's cool. And then you're creating a business that can exist without your face, right? So that's like even more important. But let's back yep. up a little bit and talk about how did you get into this world? Because I love to hear this startup story and it's so inspirational mm. for my community. A lot of our listeners have had full-time corporate jobs, professional jobs, and then mm. they're moving into this online space to get freedom, to you know follow their own passions. And I'd love to hear how you got started. Yeah, I think there's kind of two days, you know, really like single days in, in my life, about three and a half years apart that I consider kind of the Genesis stories, the starting stories. They're, they're different in certain ways. The first one, you know, I, I got into golf instruction with my dad. I was out of college. I'd played professionally for a couple of years. I've still got it to this day. I've got two bones out of alignment in my left wrist. And to this day, if I catch a door, you know, the wrong way, if I'm not thinking it'll bend it back and it it'll hurt for a couple of days, you know? And, and so as I was playing, it just kept getting worse and worse. 
I just wasn't able to practice enough. And quite frankly, I just got worse. And finally, one day I decided, you know what, dad, I need to, you know, I need to do something else to, to make money, you know, because I'm broke. And I had grown up playing golf. I grew up with my best friend, Hunter, and we swore we were never going to be, and please, nobody take offense to this. I'm just telling you, we were 16 and 17 year old boys. So net by default, we were morons. And uh, we swore we would never be one of those people who grew up playing golf and then sacrificed their dream of playing to teach old ladies in purple sweaters. That was always what we said. Old ladies in purple sweaters, how to play golf, right? We're never going to do that. Well, I started teaching these golf schools with my dad. And, you know, in a single weekend, we'd have four students. They pay $2,000 each. My dad and I split it 50-50. I made four grand in a weekend at the age of 22. Like I was paying my mom $250 a month in rent. It took two weeks and I made up enough money to pay rent for the year. You know, I, I didn't know what to do with that kind of money. But I was like, what if we had more people? What if we had 10? We can handle 10 and still give them the same level of service as four. And that would be $20,000. And well, that'd be pretty cool. Hey, dad, there's this website called Google. Now, my dad never got on the internet a day in his life. So he doesn't know any of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> he passed away in 2005. And, and just for the, you know, for the life of him, never understood the internet. But I was like, you like bid on keywords and then they like, they're like 10 cents. And then, you know, this isn't true anymore. And then they like send you traffic. Well, back then you came to my website, you know, today we teach you, like you come to the website, you build your email list, you nurture the relationship, you have a lead magnet. You know, I have a whole chapter in the book about lead magnets, right? And I tell the story of my dad, how he, despite the fact never getting on a computer day in his life, had the perfect lead magnet. We can talk about that later. You know, we teach that today, right? You got to nurture the relationship and you got to get them in. Back then you came to my website, you either gave me $2,000 or you left. And I remember we were in the middle of an ice storm about this time of year, late January, 2002. And I mean, it's hard to believe that's 21 years ago. Holy crap. And in North Carolina, when there's an ice storm, what that means is nobody goes anywhere for days. Like you don't leave the house. So there I am. Please don't judge me, but I spent all day watching an Alan McBeal marathon on FX. And I'm watching this Alan McBeal marathon and I have a ding set up on my computer every time a sale is made. And all day long, I don't leave the house. I don't even get on the computer. I don't do any golf instruction. I don't do any work whatsoever. And I heard seven dings that day. Average transaction size is about $2,500. You can do the math on that. It's roughly what, $17,000, $18,000. And I remember going, huh, maybe there's something to this online marketing thing because I just made, you know, with my dad equally, I just made about eight dollars or $9,000 watching Allie McBeal. You know, that's a pretty cool thing. Now, I've done a lot of work prior, but right. pretty cool idea. Problem was, I hated teaching golf. And, you know, and this is one of the premises, like our whole business and, and ultimately the book is all about, like, I've been there where I made great money and wasn't passionate about what I'm doing. I've also had a business where I loved what I was doing. I was changing the world and didn't make any money. So how do we marry those two things? Well, thankfully my dad fired me because sure enough, one day we're getting ready for a golf school. We got about eight or nine students coming in. I'm like, I'm going to make, you know, 9,000 bucks this weekend. What a, amazing. That's what most people make in two months four months at my age, you know, at that time, that's like, you know, 10 bucks an hour. I don't know how long that takes to earn that kind of money, but it's a long time. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm making great money. Got more money than I know what to do with, which is not a really good idea at the age of 22, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> may or may not have spent it on a lot of stupid stuff. And so an old lady, about 75 years old in the lavender sweater shows up and I take my little 0.2 megapixel flip phone out, take a picture, send it to my best friend, Hunter, that we swore we'd never teach old ladies in purple sweaters and give up on our dreams. And I said, kill me now. Now, this is nothing against that old lady, sweetest old lady in the world. I mean, right. I, I would have adopted her as my grandmother if I could. 
but it was the fact that I had given up on my dreams. Exactly. And I had said, I had, I was doing the thing I said I was never going to do. And I hated every minute of it because it wasn't what I was called to do. That was the thing had nothing to do with her. Now, you know, this Emily, that a good female friend, like you would immediately call your female friend and say, Oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. You would fly across the country and bring a casserole, right? <laughs> like a good male friend Hunter responded back and said, ha sucks to be you. <laughs> and so, so that was thing number one. Now, three years later, Hunter and I are business partners. We started a company together and we were basically faced with a crisis. I remember it was Memorial Day weekend, 2005. So about three and a half years later, we got payroll due in 13 days. We do not have enough and we don't have a plan. Like we know the cash flow is looking like there's not going to be enough. Even over the next 13 days, we're not going to make enough to pay payroll. And I said to them, well, guys, I heard of these people called affiliates. They're like, what the heck is that? I'm like, well, it's like people who promote you, uh, you don't pay them until there's a sale. And, and in fact, you don't pay them until like the next month. Well, that <laughs> sounded like a dream scenario for us. And, wow. and so I spent all of Memorial Day weekend, 2005. There was no affiliate guy back then. There was, no, you, there was like one blog post in a forum about affiliate programs and how to start an affiliate program. So I just kind of, I kind of made it up. I, I messaged our developer. He was in a uh, third world country in Eastern Europe. And I said, hey, Ed, do you know how to set up an affiliate program? He's like, nope. <laughs> I said, well, here's how I think it works. Can you make this work? And he's like, I can do that. I said, can you do it by Monday? <laughs> he said, I'll do it. And I couldn't pay him. And I said, here's the deal. I will give you a percentage of every sale that ever comes in through this. This guy lived in, like I said, a third world country in Eastern Europe. If we'd had the money, we'd have paid him $1,000 to develop that thing. Instead, we ended up paying well over $50,000 over the next couple of years just for that piece of software that he wrote to build that affiliate program. Win-win. Oh we didn't have to pay anything up front. And he was loaded, which was awesome, you know? Wow. And so we built this affiliate program. I spent the whole weekend, you know, I'm supposed to go to cookouts, didn't go to a cookout. I'm supposed to be outside enjoying the sun. I never saw the sun. I spent 70 hours over the next three days, four days, just doing nothing but figuring out how to run an affiliate program. And I started doing it. And I got our first affiliate again named Brandon Miller. We were just talking to you and I, before we went live, we were talking about Western North Carolina. He was from near Boone, North Carolina, Emily. He called, no if he called me up today, he'd say, hey, Matt, it's Brandon. I'd be like, dude, what's up, Brandon Miller? You know, I would know his accent any day. Uh, we got another guy from, you know, Ohio, another guy from Massachusetts. We started making money. And I don't recommend this today. Please don't misunderstand me. What we did, I would never do again because it scared the poop out of me. <laughs> but we brought in just enough money over the next two weeks to make payroll. Good. Problem was we owed the affiliates some money, but we didn't know it to them for about 30 days. And we floated that money. I don't recommend doing that. Bad idea. Do as I say, not as I do. So don't do that. Yeah. But it got us through and we managed to barely, you know, scrape by and still pay the affiliates on time and pay our team. And then, you know, woke up 18 months later doing over a million dollars a month from our affiliate program. So that was... Mm -hmm. God. Kind of the, wow. the genesis of that. Yeah, it was desperation. We just, we didn't set out to start an affiliate program. We just, we needed something that brought in money, but didn't require money up front because everything else we were doing, you had to put $5,000, $10,000. Even today, you know, Zuckerberg makes you pay him first, yep. yeah. you know, nothing against that, but cool. um, yeah. you don't want to spend yeah. the, the payouts you have. Right. So, but yeah. can you just let's back up for a second. Tell everyone what affiliate marketing is, because I, I feel like it's starting. The more you talk about it, I'm like, wow, it's really sounding like almost influencer marketing there for a second. And there's a little it's bit sort of, of interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, effectively here, it, it's been around for thousands of years. We just added technology to it 25, 30 years ago. The premise is you have a business, 
I send you business, you share some of the profits with me. That's been around since, I mean, the Romans were doing it. The ancient Greeks were doing it in some way, shape or form. Now, I don't know what they sharing, you know, but like you get a free deli sandwich if you refer a customer, that's affiliate marketing. I mean, if you think about it, like, so really all we did roughly 30 years ago was add the tech piece to it where it can track and, you know, the affiliate's a number, you know, it's a, it's a machine, not a person per se, but yeah. at its core, that's all it is. You refer business and I'm going to share some of the profits with you. So I used to live in uh, South Florida and Miami, we were stationed there and that's how everything worked. All the service providers, the realtors, the handymen, like you referred somebody, you got a kickback. And it did kind of make you yeah. wonder, is this the best person or is this the person paying you the most? But yeah. it's so fascinating because we all have recommendations. We all have tools and products we love. And sometimes that's one of the first things I do with a new client is just help them set up like a simple landing page with their favorite tools and resources so they can start mm-hmm. earning income by easiest way. recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. The people who follow you, they see you as the expert. Yeah. And that's why they follow you. And so your tools, your resources, your toolbox page, we call it a resources page, can sometimes, I mean, ours brings in over $10,000 a month. In affiliate commission. And that's mostly just us recommending what we think is best for our audience, whether it be how to set up an email system or what software we recommend for this or a course to do this or this service or that service, this tool, like even straight down to like, okay, you know, I've done over 600 podcast episodes. So I get asked once a week, what microphone do you use? The reality is the first 30 episodes were recorded on like a $10 mic that I don't (laughs) recommend. But the truth is it doesn't matter, but they want to know and they want the thing that I use. What lighting do you use? This is the lighting system. What thing do you use for this and thing do you use for that? And all these things, they want to know the tools that you use. And if you think about it, that again, that's affiliate marketing at its core is you have an audience of people who trust your opinion. Mm -hmm. So then you share your opinion with them. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't like shopping. I want the shortcut. I don't enjoy going down the rabbit hole of product reviews. If you're killing it and I trust you and you tell me what to buy, I'm going to buy it in the same way as a military spouse. When I'm new in a new community, I don't go down those rabbit holes. I'm like, who's your dentist? Who cuts your hair? Done. You know, so sign me up. (laughs) Moving on. I think we're past the age of like, I think even Yelp and stuff like that. I think Yelp is great if you're in Denver and you don't live in Denver and there's three restaurants near your hotel. You don't want to get in a cab. So you want to walk and you just need to know which one of the three is better. That's a great use for that service. But for the most part, like if I want to know, you know, where to do something, I just go to Facebook and ask, you know, and that's, that's kind of a whole premise. Like with our businesses, you know, ask who, not how you probably already know five people who are experts on a subject that you could spend 15 hours Googling or five minutes asking on Facebook. And I mean, a great example of that was when I was writing the book, there was a word I was looking for. And I don't even remember what a word was. I use powerathesource.org. That's where I get most of my words. And usually I can get them in five seconds or less. Like, uh, what's another word for amazing? Oh yeah. Awesome. You know, I just, I need a different word because I've used a certain word too much. Well, there was a specific word I was looking for. I'd spent five minutes on power at the source and a couple of other sites. I could not figure this word out. So I went to fit what I do. I went to Facebook. I said, I'm looking for a word that means basically this. And I described the situation within 45 seconds. One of our clients, Debbie Steinberg Kuntz said, is this the word you're looking for? And I was like, boom, thank you. And in fact, if you go in my acknowledgements, I think I, I think I put her name in here. It says 
Special shout out to your our your affiliate launch coach client, Debbie Steinberg Coons, for helping me find just the right word at one point in this book. You know what it was. <laughs> you know? well, what was it? You don't remember? I don't know. I have no idea what the word was. Um, oh my gosh, that but, is so funny. You know, the point there is like, I could have tried to DIY it. Mm-hmm. Why would I DIY it when I have tons of people who already know what I'm looking like? They already know the answer. They already know the solution. And yeah. I think it's just a better way of doing business because you can tap into those existing relationships. Oh, it's so smart. And having affiliates, you know, shouting your product and your courses mm-hmm. and whatnot, just it broadens your audience. And so you were able back then to get the sales you needed to keep the lights on. But like, I am blown away by your uh, resourcefulness just to like go figure it out on your own when there's a lack of resources then teaching affiliates. And so yeah. oh, I, I could talk to you for days about affiliate programs because- I live that life as a course creator and like in this cool. membership site world, I, I think I remember you when you were in Stu's program. Yeah. We've run Stu's uh, affiliate program yeah. for years. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember you doing the training, just kind of educate people on how to do things and like best practices. So I, I know you've been around the block. Uh, let's turn it back to your book that just published today and yeah. talk to us about that. What like inspired you to write this? Hey, interrupting this episode to tell you about Michelle Hunter's new one-hour live copywriting workshop. It's called Copy That Converts. It's happening Thursday, March 30th at 12 p.m. Eastern. It's only $47. You're going to be able to step into the role of copywriter and have the foundation that all copywriters use in their messaging, and it's called the marketing conversation. You could use this to book out, to write all of your posts, all of your social, all of your emails, and even use this trick in your next discovery call. Sign up with the link below. All right, back to the episode. I mean, ultimately what, what inspired me to write it was the fact that we've worked with so many people about every step in this process. So it's a 10-step process to go from getting clear on what your passion even is, you know, yeah. uh, like who do you serve all the way down to monetizing and then creating a sustainable business from there. So I, th- I, th- I think of it like, this is not the how to go from six to seven figures book. Will you pick up on some stuff? Like, I remember I, I got an email the other day from a friend of mine. Step four, it's all about, you know, converting visitors into subscribers using lead magnets. And I mentioned my dad earlier, yes. you know, was a golf instructor, never got on the internet, never got on a computer a day in his life. And I told the story of my dad, when I'm talking about lead magnets, I'm talking about how they, you know, you need to provide a quick win. You need to keep them simple. You know, we have like basically step one, define the one problem that your audience has step two, solve it. That's a lead magnet, right? I talk about how it's supposed to be a a solution to pain. And I share an example in there. Like, imagine you're, you know, you come to your friend and you know, your lower back is just excruciatingly painful. I went through this the other day, my SI joint locked up again. And you know, the only way to get it, like for me to get it is to kind of lean there and just pop it back into place and it hurts. But if I didn't know that that's what it was and I'm like, my back hurts and I went to you and you said, well, here's a PDF with 37 exercises that'll prove your back pain in six months or less guaranteed. (laughs) I will no longer be your friend. Give me a freaking Tylenol. Give me an ibuprofen, right? Like I want to feel better now. Now, when I feel better now, now I'm open to your PDF with 37 exercises. We think the lead magnet has to be this elaborate thing and it doesn't. And I tell the story of my dad. I talk about my dad was a golf instructor and my dad would walk up and down the practice tee. My dad had the best lead magnet of anybody I've ever seen, never got on the internet a day in his life because he'd walk up and down the practice team. He'd look for somebody who was in pain, not, not physical pain, but he would look for somebody who would hit a shot and they go, dang it. And then they hit another shot and go, bro, you suck. 
this game is stupid. I hate this game. And he said, hey, can I help out? I said, quick win, right? He'd give him one tip. He'd spend five minutes with them, give them one tip. He'd watch them hit a few balls. He'd give them a tip. Then they'd hit some great shots and they would turn him and go, oh my gosh, those are some of the best shots I've hit in months. How do I get more lessons from you? And he'd sell him a thousand dollar golf instruction package. That's what your lead magnet is. And yeah. I, so my friend read this. My friend runs about a two and a half, a little bit under two and a half million dollar business, seven figure business. And he said, Matt, I read that. I read what you wrote. I read about the quick win. I read the story of your dad and it just clicked with me. So, and then we have a rule. We call it the three hour rule. You cannot take more than three hours to create a lead magnet, right? That's it. It needs to provide a quick win. It needs to solve a specific problem. It needs to be easy to deliver and no more than three hours. I write about all those in the book. And he said, I read this chapter thinking this, there's no way I'm going to learn anything in this chapter. I went back to my team and I said, we need to redo all of our lead magnets. They're too complicated. They're not converting well enough. He said, Matt, we spent one day, we re-engineered four lead magnets, two hours. So he's like, we were an hour under your time limit. We re-engineered four lead magnets. Overnight, our opt-in rate went up 40%. 40% more leads, which means 40% more revenue, which means they just went from about a 2.4 to a whatever, 3.5, 3.4 million dollar business from a chapter in the book that wasn't even written for a business of that size. So no. this is not typically the six to seven figure business. This is how do we get started? I, I don't yeah. even know where to start. Maybe I have a little bit of an idea or maybe I've started this platform, but I'm, you know, I've got 47 subscribers walks them through every single step from start to finish, ultimately on monetizing, because if you don't monetize, you don't serve your audience. Yeah. And so the process of the book just came from the fact that we were helping people do this one-on-one people who have thousands of dollars in disposable income and can afford okay. to do that. And I went, well, that's a hundred people a year, <laughs> you know, that I can help. How can we like add a couple of, or three zeros to that? How can we help a hundred thousand people to be able to do that? How do we do that? And the, really the only way to do that is, is through a book. And so the entire premise of the book, Emily, it hinges on one belief, and that's that the world needs your message. Mm. The world absolutely needs your message. We need your message, but we will not wait passively or patiently for it. We need your message, but we will move on without it. We're going to find somebody else to serve us. And you know, as I say at the very beginning of the book, there are thousands or potentially even millions of people out there who are waiting for you to share your message. The only question is, are you willing to share it with them? And so that's uh, that's where the whole genesis of the book comes from. Oh my gosh. I love that. You mentioned how people just struggle to find their passion, which I mean, I see that as a military spouse going with the flow, just being you yeah. know, doing what I'm told. Like, what's your best advice for that? Cause I know people listening are thinking, yeah, but I mean, I attract a lot of Jill of all trades. Like we're good at this. We've done that. We've mm. had multiple jobs. Like, how do you know what that one thing is that you should double down on? Yeah. So I go through three questions in the book. Number one question, what are people always asking you for help with? So if you look at and go, well, I've got seven things I'm passionate about, but maybe it's only two or three that really you're the go-to guy or gal for that thing, right? I know for me, those people kept coming to me for how do I grow my list? How do I, you know, monetize my platform? Those are the big two things. So now that's what all of our content is. I don't talk about the other stuff. Do I talk about some mindset that ultimately is around those things? Absolutely. Do I talk about this idea of like stop DIYing and start asking who, not how? Well, that ties back into how do you monetize? You know, how do you build a platform? The, yeah. the mindset side. The second thing is what, what do people always say is interesting about you? And I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the podcast, Hardcore History. Uh, the host is a guy named Dan Carlin. 
to give you some perspective, when Dan releases a new episode, it is the number one podcast on every platform for a couple of days. Oh my Not gosh. number one in its category, although it is. It is number one on the entire internet for podcasts. Millions of downloads in 24 hours, right? Dan's not a historian, has a history podcast. And he says it 100 times an episode, like, I'm not a historian. And then you wonder, how in the heck does he end up with a history podcast? It's because people said, Dan, when you tell those stories about a battle or you tell this or that, it's really interesting. You're a great storyteller. Maybe you could do something with that. And then the third question that you look at is what did you struggle with, but now you enjoy success at? Okay. So what, what was the struggle for you? You struggle with it for five, 10, 20 years. Maybe it was to quit smoking or to lose weight. doesn't matter. You struggled with it. Now you are successful at it. Maybe this is your fifth business and it's the first one that didn't go bankrupt seven months in. Boom. You figured it out. That's your thing. The longest story in the book, it's almost four pages long, is a guy named Alan Thomas, dear friend of mine. And Alan is a weight loss coach. Alan was 58 years old. He stepped on the scale, weighed 304 pounds. And he was like, he told me, Matt, I've, I've been obese for 50 years. I was always the husky kid. I was a fat 20 year old, fat 30 year old, his work, not mine, fat 40 year old, fat 50 year old. And sure enough, I was a obese 58 year old and realized I'm probably going to be dead in 10 years. He was a life insurance salesman. He's like, I never met a 300 pound 68 year old. You know, he's like, I'm going to be dead. I'm going to be Angie's first husband. And somebody else is going to walk my daughter down the aisle. Nine months later, he weighed 175 pounds. Wow. What does he do today? Coaches people on that exact process. And they come to him because they say, you know, all these other people, they've been fit their whole lives. I don't want to get coached by a guy who's 52 years old and he's been fit since he was 18. <laughs> no, I don't. Alan, I can relate to you. So to answer your question, so 99% of the time, those three questions will get you to clarity. Okay. You look at that and go, okay, there's only a few things people are asking me for to help with. There's only a couple things that people are saying is interesting. And one of them that I struggled with and now I enjoy success at. So that's my thing probably. If you really are torn, you got two ideas left, three maybe. Here's a very simple exercise to do. Set a timer for 20 minutes. Grab a sheet of paper or a yellow legal pad or whatever. And I want you to set the timer for 20 minutes. I want you to write down as many topics as you can think of. It doesn't have to be seven ways to or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just they don't have to be titles, but topics. You know, like for me in the affiliate world, I would, you know, or starting a business, I would write like, you know, how to set up your blog, how to register a domain, how to start an email list, how to get your first 100 subscribers, how to monetize your platform, how to start affiliate marketing, how to set up a resources page, how to, you know, track affiliate sales, boom, boom, boom. Like I would just write down as many things as I could in 20 minutes, set the timer and just go, 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 go. Timer goes off, take 20 minutes, 30 minutes, go for a walk, take a break, come back with the second topic and then repeat that as many times as you need. And here's what I found. Nine times out of 10, people finish the first one and they go, oh my gosh, I wrote 142 things. There's no way I'm writing 142 for these other two. Or they write down 12 things or 23 things and they go, oh my gosh, the second one, I can already think of twice as many as that. And they instantly get clarity because coming up with content should be easy in yeah. the niche that you're like, I'll, I'll put it this way. I have an Asana project. It's called Possible Blog Topics, right? I've got 500 things in there. I only release, basically, I release one and a half pieces of content a week. So we release an epic post every other week. So six things a month. I've got 500 in there. I've got 10 years roughly worth of content. And, and I'm adding more all the time. It's gotten to the point where I have to be selective. Yeah. When I was in the personal growth niche, when I was teaching about leadership and personal development, like I, I was impacting people. I was changing lives. Oh my gosh, coming up with content was a struggle. 
Yeah. Not because I don't know anything, not because I'm not maybe in the top 1% of people in that niche, but because I didn't know it so well that I could come up with content in my sleep. Okay. And that's what you want to do. Yeah. Like it's kind of that advice about what could you just speak on for about 30 minutes of like somebody pulled you up on stage right now. Like, what would you talk about? I think that's like a good one too. But, oh my gosh, that was yeah. so helpful. I think a lot of people are going to run with that. Okay, before we go, I, I want you to share your four proven ways to differentiate yourself so you can stand out. But I think that is the other like mindset piece that really holds us back is we see other people doing it and then we get into mm. the comparison trap and we think it's too late for us and all of that bull crap. So what can we do to stand out in this space in our new business? Yeah, I mean, this is this is step three of the book, which is all okay. about you know capturing attention because- you know, I say capture attention, like not wait for attention, not get attention. Like, no, you have to, you have to reach out and grab attention by the throat is how I look at it because getting noticed has never been easier in any point in human history. You know, you think back 150 years, nobody outside of your three County area knew who the heck you were, unless you were the president of the United States or you wrote the declaration of independence. You know, nobody knew who people were today. You can get noticed around the world. Now the converse to that, and there's a correlation, these arrows run simultaneously parallel to each other on the graph, right? Ease of getting noticed and difficulty of standing out run in correlation to each other because it's easier to get noticed. We've heard of so many, think about all these people that are YouTube famous now. Yeah. We know hundreds of names. There are hundreds of influencers, hundreds of celebrities. We're only about 50 years removed from there only being about 12 influencers in the entire country. You know, I mean, maybe that's an exaggeration, but a couple of hundred. And now we know people who aren't even like in our sphere that are famous, PewDiePie or whatever his name is on you. Like, I don't even know what he does. And I don't really care. All the people my kids talk about. Yeah. (laughs) These are people who were famous. You couldn't be niche famous 50 years ago. You really couldn't. There was no way to be niche famous 50, 60 years ago. You know, you might have like the one guy in the one magazine that was specific, like to popular mechanics or something. So it was impossible 50 to 60 years ago to be niche famous. Now you can have hundreds of people who are niche famous. And so because of that, we've got to really fight to stand out. And I do, I do share four ways to stand out. The first is, is your style and your personality. So this is your writing style, your speaking style, your physical appearance, your clothes, you know, things like that, right? Like my writing style, if you subscribe to my list, you follow me, you'll notice my writing style stands out. I do not write for my 12th grade English professor, right? Mrs. Sisson, (laughs) I do not also do not endorse, like I don't endorse floating the money. I do not endorse rolling your senior year's uh, English teacher's uh, house, but I was under 18. So I got away with it. Um, <laughs> and, and anyway, that's a long story. I don't write for her. She would red ink the ever living crap out of my emails. I don't write for her though. I write for, effect. I write for conversions. Yeah. So when you think of your style and personality, I watched a video of Chris Rock a few years ago and he said, somebody asked him when he got off stage, like, Chris, are you like this always? And he's like, no. He said on stage, I'm me, but I'm three times me. In other words, I'm not fake. I'm just I'm an expanded version of myself. You yeah. think that like right now, the way that I'm talking to you, Emily, that when I'm at my dinner table with my kids and I'm going, and guys, and then you gotta be three times, you know, I don't go like that. That's not how I talk to my kids. It's not how I talk to, you know, my wife. I occasionally talk to my son's team like that, but that's, you know, soccer team, but be you, but three times you. So if you think about it, like the key here is just to be bold, right? Express yourself in ways that stand out. Don't be boring. Don't be you, be three times you. 
Find ways where you can stand out, whether it be in your physical appearance or your style. Think of ways even to like turn your liabilities into assets. So when we think about that, like ways of standing out, think of Carrie Wilkerson. You know, she's known as the barefoot executive. She goes up on stage speaking to big crowds of corporate leaders. She's barefoot. People remember that. If you remember nothing that she said, you will remember that she came up with no shoes on. Yes. If you think about like even your liabilities as assets, I think about my friend, Darren Sargent. He was born without one arm. And so when he goes to speaks to a crowd, this is a middle-aged white dude. And he goes and speaks to a crowd of inner city youth. If I walked into that crowd immediately, they're going, I don't even know if I want to listen to this dude. (laughs) When Darren walks in and starts talking about adversity, immediately within one second, he is a visible proof that he's been through adversity. So he takes advantage of the fact that he's literally missing an arm. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, he he's paralyzed on the left side of his face because they pulled him out with forceps and messed it up when they, when his mom was giving birth. And if you think about that, like, would he be known today? When you think of Sylvester Stallone, what, what do you think of? What's the iconic line you think of? Oh, definitely Rocky, but oh my God, don't put me on the spot. Yeah. No, no, Adrian, no, Adrian. <laughs> Nobody would remember that line. This is a guy that sound like that was not a voice you heard in the movies You're prior right. to him yeah. or I'll be Bach. Nobody would remember oh. that line. If if Bruce Willis had said, I'll be back, nobody would remember that line today. You had to be a dude with a crazy accent that shouldn't have made it in America by all accounts. Yeah. He had to be paralyzed in the left side of his face for anybody to remember Yo Adrian. You know, like when I say it, Yo Adrian, it's like, whatever, big deal. No, Yo Adrian. You know, like that was a disadvantage <laughs> that he turned into advantage. It allowed him to stand out. The second way to stand out is your experience. So this is highlighting the things like your degrees. Oh, I don't have degrees. Okay, don't worry about that. What about the awards you've won? I don't have any awards. Places you've worked. Like how many books have been written where their sole qualification is used to work at Google? (laughs) One of the first 100 employees at Facebook. Wow, that qualifies you to write a book. Yep, and it sold 187,000 copies. Well, good for you. Use it if you got it, right? Even your lack of experience though can be used to your advantage. Like I ran for school board when I was 22 years old. At the time, I don't think it's still true, but maybe for all I know, I was the youngest person in North Carolina history to make it through a primary election. And I used my age as an advantage. I remember one of the ladies got up. Her name was Blanche Carter. She was in her sixties. She had a park named after her that I had to drive by every day. It's always great when one of your opponents has a park named after. Her. And she said, I have been in the education industry in this County for 45 years. And I responded, I have been alive, alive for less than half that long. My point was I could relate to today's students. Today's schools are different. You know, this is true 20 years ago. Today's schools are different than they were when y'all were growing up. Yeah. Nothing against you. I'm not saying every school board member should be 22 years old, but how about we have one person and that's me because I'm the only one under 40 who's running. How about we have one person on that school board that can relate to today's students? And I almost won. I almost made it. In fact, I lost, but one of the things that changed was after the election, they formed a student council, like a student advisory committee to advise the school board on what was going on in today's schools. So even, even though I didn't get elected, like it was an advantage. My youth, if I'd been 37 years old, I could not have run on that platform. I would have had nothing that stood out. The only thing that stood out was the fact that I was young. The third thing is your personal background. So this is your personal story. This is different from your experience because it's what makes you, what shaped you, what makes you uniquely you. So for instance, I grew up with a single mom until I was nine. I, we lived in trailer parks. I moved 13 times in 14 years. I had childhood epilepsy. Then I moved to live with my dad. And so I went from seeing the one extreme, the low end of the socioeconomic spectrum. I moved to live with him right when his career took off. Next thing you know, 
My dad's making well into six figures and I'm seeing the complete opposite end of the socioeconomic spectrum. I've got both experiences. I've actually never been middle-class in my entire life. <laughs> I have only been poor and wealthy and that's not very normal when no. you think about it, you know? <laughs> so I've seen both. And so I know what those are like. And so I use that to my advantage. And then the last thing is just your method. So this is, what is the way that you're going to get your message out? So if you notice that everybody in your niche is doing blog posts, do a podcast. If everybody's doing interview podcasts, do a solo podcast. If they're all releasing once a week, one hour episodes, why don't you do a daily five to 10 minute podcast? How can you stand out with that? Is your content going to be live or pre-recorded? Are you going to do personal stories or use case studies to make your points? Are you going to sell physical products or digital products? Are you going to have a specific system? Then name it and stand out like Jeff Walker has product launch formula. Ryan Levesque has the ask method. Like those are specific methods and names of things that stand out. So find a way to stand out using your method as well. Oh my gosh. And that's something I teach all our freelancers too. Once you start getting in there, like have that vision of what is your method, how you do things, how you got results, because later that's going to serve you. So, oh my gosh, nope. Matt, this has been amazing. I feel like I could nerd out with you all day talking about this. I just want totally. everyone listening to go check out Matt's book because it's on sale right now. The link here in the description so you can go grab it. Awesome. And yeah, oh my gosh. I just think that it's so cool that like you saw a problem, you went there, you solved it, you fixed it, you became that expert, you owned it. I feel like everybody needs to know this story because we all start, we all start. And that was like the biggest yep. like takeaway I'm having from you is that you figured it out and now you're teaching other people how to do it. And so all of you can grab his book and just learn everything you can about online business and how to set yourself up with, it's not just affiliates though. It's, it's got tons that. in there. Yeah. I, yeah. There's so much more. I mean, 5% of the book is maybe 10% is affiliate yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's step-by-step. Step. Like it is perfectly sequential. That's why I tell people don't, you know, I told my friend, like, I get it. I know you've nailed step number one. Just read it real quick. Yeah. Scan it. Make sure you get to step two, but I've had people that are, you know, advanced and they're like, oh my gosh, step two floored me. Go through, do the exercises. Like, I don't want this to be a thing where you go through, like somebody says, man, I read the book in a week. Cool. What'd you do with it? Like, no, I'd rather you, like you got stuck on step three. Yeah. Matt, I've been on step five for six weeks. Awesome. And then what, what does that mean? It means at the end of six weeks, you completed it. You've perfected it. You're ready for step six. Like, that's what I want to hear. I don't care if it takes you a year to read it. You mentioned the book, the book link real quick. You can get it anywhere, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target. Yeah. They sell books. Yes. They they sell this. Make sure you go to Emily's link though, passionsintoprofitsbook.com forward slash Emily, because there are some special bonuses there. There's no reason to pass up on the bonuses. They're free. So use that link okay. because there's some extra special bonuses there rather than just go straight, you know, don't go Google the book, you know, go to Amazon and buy it because then you miss out on all the bonuses. So. Because I mean, affiliates here, <laughs> but also the bonus, yeah. uh, tell us about one of the bonuses that maybe my, my freelancers would really love. But we've got like, you know, the ideal customer avatar bonus where we talk about it in step one. We talk about how to create your ideal customer avatar, but this just goes deeper. Half of the bonus stuff is actually made up of the 40 some odd thousand words we had to cut from the book because my publisher wanted to, they didn't want the next Atlas shrug. You know, they didn't want to 600 page in all, uh, book. book. So book, it's still about a 300 page book, 280 something, I think, but they wanted to cut about 200 of those pages out. So oh my gosh, kill those, uh, a lot of extra stuff there. Yeah. 
But this is amazing too, because a lot of what we're doing, helping our clients behind the scenes, like we talk about customer avatar research. We talk about setting up our clients up. Like they're wondering why their lead magnets suck. Like you can use this, apply it to your own business and apply it to your client work as well. So, okay. And I heard that, are you like number one right now? In a book category? Have been for a while. Yeah. yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. We've, uh, we've been one in multiple categories on, on Amazon. So uh, it's been for quite some time. Uh, number two in the overall business category, number two on Barnes and Noble's business category. We're beating Bernie Sanders, which is really cool. And a few others like Amy Porterfield and Lewis Howes. Not that I'm mentioning their name. I wanted anything, you to. If you weren't, I was going to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's been really cool. And your affiliate uh, manager has been amazing too. So, okay. Thanks, Matt. Everyone go check out. I'll let him know. Yeah. And then where's the the best place to follow you and connect with you on social? Uh, Just mattmcwilliams.com. You can, all roads go through there. So that's the best place. If, yeah, just go there. You'll find all kinds of good stuff. And then, uh, but definitely check out the book guys. Again, you know, Emily's got the link. There's just, I mean, it's, it's my life's work in there. You know, if you read it sequentially, follow what we teach, I, I can promise you, you will come out on the other side with, with your dream business. That's ultimately what this is all about. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of you. Thanks for being here and Thanks, sharing Emily. everything with my unicorn. It means the world to me and good luck with the rest of the sales. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us on the show, for listening all the way through. I hope you learned a lot. I hope you grabbed Matt's book. He's constantly adding new bonuses, trying to hit some of the top seller lists. I encourage you to learn from it, especially if you're starting newer. If you're newer to the marketing and online business world, this is a great way to catch up. If you enjoyed it, would you tag me over on Instagram? Matt's not on Instagram, but I would love to see it. I would also love it if you shared this podcast with a friend, maybe somebody who's been wanting to start a business and doesn't quite know what that thing is yet. Send her, him, or them this podcast. All right, and one more thing I want to tell you about. My friend Michelle Hunter, who was on last week's podcast talking about pricing and confidence as a copywriter, is offering a $47 copy that converts clinic. You can sign up right below in the show notes. It's only $47. She's going to walk you through that marketing conversation. You need to know this as a service provider, as a business owner, to be able to implement anything Matt talked about today, please sign up. This is going to be the core of your business to be able to talk about your business in a way that converts people and gets them to take action. And also know that Michelle's virtual writer program is selling out quickly. If you wanted to save your seat, please head over to the virtual writer program. Link again is below and save that seat. All right, I'll be in your earbuds next week. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Item of the day, kind of like, um, what's it called? Lou Lily. Is that it? Let me look it up really quick. Zoo Lily, duh.
copy, 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 copy. Oh God, I forgot I was recording. That's what my copy and paste song I sing. (laughs) 